Hi, this is Vicki Lawrence, and you are listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, welcoming you to this week's edition of TV Confidential, radio talk show about television that will welcome Marla Gibbs and Ernest Hardin Jr. in our second hour. Marla Gibbs, of course, the actress known around the world as Florence Johnston on The Jeffersons and as Mary Jenkins on 227, while Ernest Hardin Jr. played Marcus Henderson, the young man from the streets that George Jefferson took under his wing on the Jefferson's Marla and Ernest have a big event in Hollywood coming up Easter weekend. We'll tell you about that and more when Marla Gibbs and Ernest Hardin Jr. join us in our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. Coming up later on this hour, we will welcome back our friend Kevin Spiritus. Kevin Spiritus, the star and co-creator of the Emmy Award-winning digital series After Forever and the actor known around the world as Dr. Craig Wesley from Days of Our Lives. If you follow Days of Our Lives, you know that Kevin recently reprised his role as Dr. Craig Wesley as part of a special storyline that revealed that Dr. Craig Wesley was gay. We'll talk about the events that led Kevin to return to Days and how fans have reacted to the storyline when Kevin Spiritus joins us later on in this hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that conversation as well. In the meantime, we will lead off our program this week by welcoming Kelly Conway. Kelly is an accomplished costume designer and wardrobe stylist in the motion picture industry. She learned her craft from Bobby Mannix and has worked as a stylist on many commercials and music videos, including projects with the likes of Tom Petty and Garth Brooks. Kelly Conway is also the eldest child and only daughter of comedy genius and television star Tim Conway. Kelly is also the author of a wonderful new memoir about growing up with her dad and her mom and her five brothers in a household that was as often filled with as much laughter and madcap zaniness as Tim Conway brought us every week when he starred on The Carol Burnett Show and when he turned across the country with his comic partner, fellow Burnett Show alumnus, and longtime friend Harvey Corman. Not surprisingly, the name of Kelly's book is My Dad's Funnier Than Your Dad. But what I like most about Kelly's book, and I think you will too, folks, is that it gives us all a front row glimpse of who Tim Conway was as a person, a quiet, kind, self-deprecating, sensitive man who never forgot his Midwestern roots, never threw his celebrity around, liked to work with his hands, and was always around to give fatherly advice and provide fatherly support, even in such unlikely places as the Santa Anita racetrack. We'll tell you where you can find my dad's funnier than your dad just sick, but first, Kelly Conway, welcome to TV Confidential. Hi, thanks for having me. I enjoyed your book for many, many reasons. First and foremost, it is not a Mommy Dearest book. It is not a poor, poor, pitiful me book. You don't throw anybody under the bus. Well, m- m- maybe one person, but we'll get to that in, in, in a, little, <laughs> a little bit. But it is a book that anyone who has grown up in a large family, and that includes me, can relate to. It is a book that anyone who has experienced the divorce of their parents, which is not me in my case, but I know I I have friends who have gone through divorce. It is a book that they can relate to, too. It is a book about growing up in a loving, healthy, normal family. I mean, as it just happens to have a TV star as a dad. Yeah. He 
happened to have a great job, and we didn't even know he was a TV star, really, I don't think until I was in high school, maybe in the mid-70s, maybe 80s, because they raised, my mom and dad raised us as if we were in Ohio or Michigan, and nothing was ever, we weren't treated special, uh, we were treated special by our parents when we were home, because they loved us, but um, we weren't treated special in life. It was just a normal, as normal as it gets. We had a great home to grow up in, lots of things to do, and we had a blast, because my parents were fun. <laughs> and yeah. they made us try to forget that we were living in Los Angeles, you know, because yeah. we're both from the Midwest. So they didn't want us, you know, I would complain to them about, how could we live in this stupid valley? How come we can't live in Beverly Hills and go to Beverly High with all the cool kids? And my mom and dad were like, oh, my God, shut up your mouth. <laughs> Look at what you have. And, 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 and that touches on one of the other takeaways I have from your book, Kelly, in that you – when when you write about growing up with your mom and your dad and your five brothers, you write with the sense of gratitude and perspective that you learned from both your mom and your dad. I did. I um, like I said that my dad had a sneaky way of teaching us lessons. He wasn't reprimanding us, and my mom would do a little more reprimanding. She was definitely the the louder voice. Um, but she came from seven brothers and sisters, so she she was the eldest of seven um so you know she had to be loud and and uh commanding because we were all little brats at once you know we were so close in age there's six of us only in eight years so we were pretty much small at once all of us um but yeah they they taught us lessons uh my dad did without us knowing it and then in writing this book i realized these were lessons and not just little games my dad was playing with us and on and i didn't realize that a, a few of them i didn't realize until you know a year ago when i was writing this so it was pretty cool to sit back and see the results of what my dad had planted in us you know be good people be nice and you know defend yourself but don't be a jerk Yes, and and there's one particular lesson I want to talk to you about in a little bit, but first we are on the line with Kelly Conway. Kelly is the author of My Dad's Funnier Than Your Dad, Growing Up with Tim Conway in the Funniest House in America, a memoir of her childhood and formative years as the eldest of Tim Conway's six children and his only daughter. Kelly's book not only provides an inside look into the world of entertainment, both from her perspective as a costume designer and wardrobe stylist, as well as her dad's career in movies and television, but shares many of the life lessons that Tim Conway taught Kelly and her five brothers as children that helped shape who they are as people. My Dad's Funnier Than Your Dad, Growing Up with Tim Conway in the Funniest House in America, available hardcover and as an ebook through Lions Press and Amazon.com and as an audiobook through Audible. Your book is a love letter to your dad, Kelly, but it's also a love letter to your mom. You, you mentioned a little bit earlier, she was sort of the bad cop parent, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whereas your dad was the good cop. But growing up, that's that's often what mothers do. They have to because um, because my dad, my, I, I was talking to my brother about this the other day. 
he called me late at night, and I said to him, I said, it's quiet time. It's too late. And I said, you're going to make me wild. And he laughed so hard because he said, that's what mom used to say. She used to get us all settled down in front of the TV with a blanket or hot chocolate or something to calm us down. And then my dad would come home from work and go, You came to appreciate, like like a lot of young girls, like a lot of women, you came to appreciate your mom as you grew from kid to teenager to adult. I did. Uh, and I, I think, like I said, a lot of kids do that, and you don't appreciate these parents you have until, until you get older. I always was so close to my dad. Um, I think dads and daughters have a special little bond a lot of times and and so do moms and daughters um but you know my mom had five other kids to deal with too so my dad i don't know it was was just a special relationship with with my dad i I think also you don't i didn't anyway um appreciate my parents as people until you get older and when they were when they were getting divorced i prayed every night that they would get back together and something a miracle would happen and then they would get back together but you know you go on a few years five ten years from that and you're like oh my gosh why you know everybody's happier and better and um you you don't think of your parents as people you think of them as superheroes and they don't need a companion and they don't need friends and they don't need anything else but us kids but when they find somebody that they love like my dad did um with charlene it was pretty great it was nice to see parents having uh fun life and friends at when you get older and i didn't i didn't into that until probably honestly about 30 or 35. Kelly Conway is the author of My Dad's Funnier Than Your Dad, Growing Up with Tim Conway in the Funniest House in America, available right now in hardcover and as an ebook through Lions Press and Amazon.com. My Dad's Funnier Than Your Dad, also available as an audiobook through Audible. Are you on social media? Are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? How can people follow you? I am. I'm on Instagram and it's Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, with three underscores, Conway. Okay. Underscore, 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 Conway. Okay, Kelly, underscore, 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 Conway on Instagram. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. I would say you learn goodness and perspective and the ability to improvise from your dad. You learn fierceness and protectiveness from your mom. Exactly. And I have thought about that, and, and I will protect myself in, and protect people I love, but you don't have to be a jerk to do that. You know, you can, you can do it in a way where, um, where it means something, like you are protecting yourself or your family or friends uh, or a stranger in a situation. You know, you, you, you choose your battles, and to protect someone or something is often... Um, uh, not done because people want to not get involved, <laughs> but um, but my parents taught us to get involved when you see something and and protect yourself. Yeah, I mean while you're doing it. Yeah, I mean you you don't don't stop being good. Don't stop wanting to be compassionate, but at the same time be protective and don't let people take advantage of your good nature. Exactly. Don't mistake my kindness for weakness. 
yeah. basically. And to me, the attributes that you learned from both your mom and your dad came into play many, many years later, especially when you took on the legal battle for your dad's conservatorship. Um, I did, and I didn't want to do it. I, I hesitated for a couple of years um, because I didn't want to. I've never had to deal with a lawyer in my life. And so that was a different situation. That was a different um, ball game. Um, I didn't want my dad's situation to be public. That was mostly why I, why I didn't want to attract attention to it because it's, my dad's so private. And in the end, I had to because things were going on that were not good for my dad and they were affecting his well-being. And so I had to pull the trigger and fight for my dad's privacy and his dignity and my goal was not to, I didn't have a secret tool to make him better or to uh, make everything perfect. I just wanted him to suffer less. And when people get older, they suffer. They suffer in different ways. Sometimes it's mental, sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's both. But they suffer, I think, in the way that, I mean, can you imagine, like, if you're 80 or 90 or 95 or however old, and you know that something's coming right around the corner or that could come at any moment, it's scary. And so you want to protect them into being just less scared and to suffer less in the end. And that's all I wanted. And my stepmom, my former stepmom now, didn't want that uh, for me or for him. And I'm not, I still don't know the answer, nor do I care anymore because it's over and um, I, I, I know what I did and I did the best I could and I'm proud of what I did for my dad. Um, but like I said, it doesn't matter anymore. And in, in writing this, I let go of a lot of anger and, um, questionable feelings for everything and everyone. And it doesn't matter anymore. If someone came to me with the answer as to why she didn't want me to, Seeing my dad in the end, I would take it, but it doesn't matter because I got to, I got to see him and, and fight for him, and I just wanted him to be home where he would have the privacy and dignity and surrounded by things that were familiar to him, and that's all I wanted. It had nothing to do with money, had nothing to do with control. It was just for my dad. You wanted the best for your dad in his final years because he, he gave you and he gave all of your brothers the best in your formative years. He did, and and he wouldn't have let me go and suffer, say there was something wrong with me. There's no way he would have let that happen. I mean, can you imagine if somebody was trying to keep my dad away from me if something happened? He wouldn't let that go either, and so I just did what he would do for me, and I would never give up on him. Kelly Conway is the author of My Dad's Funnier Than Your Dad, Growing Up with Tim Conway in the Funniest House in America, available right now in hardcover and as an ebook through Lions Press and Amazon.com and as an audiobook through Audible. You can follow Kelly Conway on Instagram. We mentioned a little earlier, you write with the sense of gratitude and compassion and decency that you learned from both your mom and your dad, and even when you discuss the battle with your stepmother, you discuss her as compassionately as you can, 
you you cut you lay out the details of what happened and then you let the readers decide for themselves um that was a goal thank you for um i'm noticing or appreciating that because i um i didn't want this to be like oh the poor stepchild doesn't like the stepmom um, which wasn't true. I loved Charlene. And I, when I said that I realized, you know, when I was about 30, 35 years old, that my parents needed to be happy too. Um, and she was the best person to have around. She was amazing. She was a great cook. She, um, I felt a little guilty that I liked her so much because, you know, you think of your mom, or I thought of my mom, um, you know, not too happy about the situation, but it, when I was with my dad and Charlene, they were they were such a good pair. They were um, funny and fun, and they loved each other so much, and I will never take that away from either of them. I don't know what happened in the end. I, I feel like it was a bit of a control thing, um, although I didn't want to control the situation. I just wanted my dad to be safe and found in a place that was comfortable and familiar and filled with love, you know, and that's, that's how you want for parents and, or friends or family. Um, I thought that the last few years, last couple of years of my dad's life could have been much different with the two women that loved him the most, that he loved most, um, being his wife and myself, his daughter, which are two completely different relationships. Mm -hmm. I, you know, there are some, there are a couple parts in the book that, you know, Charlene would say, uh, say, hey, I brought Dad some, something that would make him feel better. And she'd say, you know what? We got this. You're not his wife. And I go, I know. I know I'm not his wife. I, but I was, I was at the store, and I saw it, and I brought it. And I, never, I don't, you know, the relationships are so different. Um, and I don't know how that got so confused with her, and I will never know. And it could be the panic um, when children start losing a parent or grandparent, whatever it is, that's a natural progression. You don't want to ever lose them. You want them to be around forever, of course. It's different than when a parent loses a child or when a spouse loses another spouse. Your guy is leaving or girl, you know, they're, they're leaving and that's who you've built your life around and that's who you grow old with. And when they start fading, I understand the panic. I honestly do because I've had that in my life. But there's no reason to be um, possessive or jealous or controlling when it comes down to that. I, even at the, at the end, I wanted to, um, I saw her in the waiting room when my dad was, you know, fading at the end. And I wanted to just go hug her and go, let's snap out of it. She wasn't receptive and I couldn't do it because I know the wrath of that. So I just let it lie. But it could have been a much different couple of years. It, uh, it, I would have been, it would have been nice. It could have been a much different last couple of years i think there were some mitigating circumstances that were at play um we'll just leave it at that uh we will let the readers because i want the readers to pick up a copy of my dad's funnier than your dad and discover it for themselves kelly conway is the author of my dad's funnier than your dad growing up with tim conway in the funniest house in America, Kelly's memoir shows us the quiet side of Tim Conway, including his dedication as a father and the life lessons that he dispensed to Kelly 
and her five brothers, even in such unlikely places as the Santa Anita racetrack. Kelly will be back next week for part two of our conversation. We'll talk about just how prominent a role the Santa Anita racetrack played in her childhood, often as the backdrop of an invaluable life lesson. We'll also talk about how Kelly has left her own mark in the entertainment industry as a costume designer and wardrobe stylist. Part two of our conversation with Kelly Conway will air next week on TV Confidential. In the meantime, my dad's funnier than your dad growing up with Tim Conway in the funniest house in America, available Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. The audiobook edition of My Dad's Funnier Than Your Dad, available through Audible.com. You can follow Kelly Conway on Instagram at Kelly underscore 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 Conway. We'll take a quick time out, then Kevin Spiritus will join us. We come back on TV Confidential. Marla Gibbs, Ernest Hardin Jr., and Jay Moriarty will all be appearing at the Hollywood Show at the Burbank Marriott Hotel, 2500 North Hollywood Way in Burbank, California, Friday, April 15th, Saturday, April 16th. If you are in the L.A. area during Easter week, Easter weekend, you can meet Marla, Jay, and Ernest in person. For tickets more information, hollywoodshow.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.